Hello. This podcast was recorded over three weeks ago, but then I went on holiday and got sidetracked, which means the news in it is very much the olds. But there's plenty of other stuff in there, so let's see what people were talking about in September, way back in the year of our Lord, 2013. Welcome to Pig Ignorant Gamers number six. It might be a bit of a short one because we haven't got as much to talk about this month and we're doing it early because most of us are all fucking off to things. I'm going to America. Dave's going to something. You're going to something, can't no. you, this month? Okay, no. right. Is it just is it just you then, Mike? You're going yep. to uh, going to the old Eurogamer. Eurogamer. Where you'll be exhibiting one of your games. I will. One of your games. Like you've got loads. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I'm uh, Graham Goring. Uh, I'm David Williamson. And I'm Mark Foster. Okay. Again, again formal today. So we had that, that little casual period around episode two and three, but now resolutely formal. Um, cool. Okay. So we got, we got a bit to talk about. Some of us have played some games. Um, I, for instance, am going to be doing an in-depth review of the first 20 minutes of Outlast because it's quite scary and that's all I've played. Um, and also talking a bit about, uh, Mercenary Kings, the, uh, which is on open, open beta on, on Steam. Early access. That's what they call it, isn't it? Um, uh, now, you, uh, Dave, you've played a bit of uh, Ludum Dare, haven't you? Uh, yes. <laughs> now, when you say that, does that mean you played lots, or do you mean like I played one game? No, I've played played a few, but I haven't found any good ones yet. No, it seems that the uh, the theme was a bit of a, a stinker. Although I saw some people had 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 uh, misinterpreted it in creative ways, which we'll discuss. I suppose um, we'll get to that. Have you played anything other than Spelunky? Mr. Not Buster. really. Um, I've not done much else other than play Spelunky. It's shameful. Uh, I should point out, um, good news is that we have actually beaten Spelunky today on the Xbox. Multiplayer. Multiplayer. We got all the way to that big golden all helmet. Golden uh, helmet, that sounds grim. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and uh, all three of us alive beat the shit out of him. Absolutely Or rather, miracle. actually, it was, all, it was all you, Mark, did it? It was pretty straightforward, though, because we had a load of bombs, so we did it yeah. the, the easy end... Uh, like definite way of yeah. killing him. So, but it was it was really good. It was that uh, very good. So we're going to try and get to uh, hell. It's <laughs> not going to happen. This no. <laughs> hey, you know anything's possible if we can complete it. Anything is possible. FYI, we didn't manage that. Right. So I thought kick off with uh, what we'll laughingly refer to as the, the news. So I suppose the controversy this month is Hotline Miami 2's um, rape scene. Um, which, uh, which. That's one of the controversies of this one. One of the, yeah, okay. That they're considering, oh yeah, I suppose there's the UU one we'll come mm. to. <laughs> uh, where they're considering uh, removing it. But here's the thing, first time I saw it, but to, to explain what happens in it, um, you, uh, the first level, you play it through as this man who's in like a pig mask or something. Um, very sort of leather facey character. And then at the end, you force a woman to the ground and you bend over her and you see your trousers fall down. Although, really, it shows a bit of bum crack, so it's more like he looks like a plumber or a builder's, a building man, uh, as opposed to it being like a sexual assault. But then, uh, then a director calls cut and, oh, it was all a film. So it wasn't like a, it wasn't a genuine sex scene. Anyway, so it's quite an odd one, but it's, 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 uh, there's been a bit of a storm of controversy about it. After, uh, Cara Ellison of Rock Paper Shotgun published a, uh, piece about it on another website. I think maybe on her blog. 
and uh, so they PC gamer or something. Like oh, was it PC gamer? And they're con- they're considering removing it now if other people have reacted to it negatively. Yeah. I certainly don't think it it didn't add anything to the game. Uh, and yeah. if it if it repulsed people, I know that you you said you were just aghast. Yeah, well, I was sat, yeah, I was playing it through. Now I think about it as well. I don't think any of the characters on that level were shooting back either. So it does sort of reinforce the fact that it was a movie when you th- realize it at the end. But mm. I was playing through it and then. He dropped his pants. I did kind of go, "Holy shit, what?" And it, I panicked. It was w- really what, weird. You, like, you'd accidentally press the rape button. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Thought, I wasn't meant to give her flowers. Restart. Yeah, no. Um, it, it was pretty. It's a pretty horrible. It's a weird thing. Like people talking about, like because it's super violent. Yeah. Well, like, what's the difference between like why is why is like sexual assault? That's so much. Uh, this this is true. I would argue, horrible and, than, and this isn't going to make me popular with anyone. That I'm, I'm going to murder I, I'm, is kind of worse than rape. Mm, not in the not when you think about it like uh, if you were I'd rather be raped than murdered okay but if you think about like someone being come killed on. and stuff come on let's cover the heavy issues yeah on this. No, this is getting bad but um like because Hotline Miami is so violent and stuff yeah there's a there's a weird sort of disassociation with violence in games and like media and stuff yeah when, it's but when kind it's of a like, given isn't it when it's something like rape that's really like intimate and yeah, it's it's, it's really probably why there are scant few rape ups on the market, except in Japan. Let's be honest about it. Yeah, where you can genuinely buy that kind That's, of game. Yeah, horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And to save you writing an email complaining about that bit, let me preemptively apologise and promise that had I known how offended you would have been, I wouldn't have included it. Um. Well, yeah, this is a good start to the podcast. Yeah, well, there you are. Let's start, start, start with Cherry. Um, okay, uh, the other thing, uh, Jeff Mint is doing Tempest again. Uh, apparently, I guess his bank balance is running low, so he's returning to the one thing that makes him money, I guess, because, you know, he does a, he does a very good Tempest, um, when he's, you know, doing Eugene Jarvis's game again. Um, so that, that's happening for PS Vita. It looks, you know, it looks as full of particles as that, that space giraffe game. So some people will love it, I'm sure. But, uh, it makes something else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just keeps on doing. I mean, mind you, better than Tempest. Well, as well. and when he does though, like that Goat Up game that some people were raving over, it's pish, in my humble opinion. So that's happening. But I suppose now I, we're going to have to be really, really careful about how we say about this Ouya stuff that's Why? been going on. No, barely anyone listens to this anyway. That's good. Right, okay, but... So, if, yeah, if any Ouya lawyers are listening, please turn off your We'll, we'll use the allegedly. Now. We'll say allegedly a, a lot, and that will cover us. Okay. So... So, allegedly, yeah, Ouya are massive scamming scumbags. <laughs> Holy... Yeah, no, I think that's actually still slander. <laughs> I don't think it covers you in that... Do, do lawyers not understand, like... No, I think the thing is... sarcasm in from that. Right, yeah, but... Okay, yeah, but let's say we're going to blow um, Robin Hood Airport. A, you know I'm how not that went. sued. B, I don't have any money. So, if they try and sue me, good luck. But, uh, what, they, they'll sue you for, like, vital they're organs. Not, they're not going to do. That's it, they'll take a kidney. You've got two of those. That's 30 grand. I think. Imagine if that was a thing. What? Like, you could just... Kidneys? They are. No, if you would... If someone was like, oh, no, we're going to sue you and remove your kidneys. No, and just I'm, one. Then They're not unreasonable <laughs> these fictional people yeah these fictional lawyers that are lawyers plus they remove body parts from you okay this is a weird tangent 
Yeah, well, okay. Um, well, you're the one who said imagine, uh, you know. Anyway, yeah. Okay. So, so what, so what has prompted people to say this? Well, this, this, the story is that uh, they've done this weird sort of roundabout way of funding games where they've give, they've dedicated a million dollars, dollars? Yeah, it was a million dollars, basically. A million dollars, and they said, if you kickstart a game hmm. and say it's Ouya exclusive and go through this special program thing, then if you get funded successfully, you will the- get Double, they'll double your money up yeah. to two and a half, twenty five, $250,000. Yeah. Yeah. So the one problem straight away is who's going to kickstart something specifically for Ouya? Yeah. Um, and I don't think I've actually seen any that are legit, like look legitimate. I've seen two of them and they both look very, very dodgy. Yeah. As the ones in the news and stuff at the moment, the one was like 50k got hit 50k immediately with about 100 backers or something ridiculous. Well, so, there was one I was looking at the analytics for one and it got um, two £25,000 donations. Yeah. Which were about a week apart, exactly. That does look a little <laughs> sus. Yeah, so is he? it could be someone trying to use that system to put their own like money into it and then get Ouya to give them the 50k on top so it's a free 50k that they can walk away with yeah or what seems more likely now allegedly, allegedly uh, <laughs> my we'll, lawyers are talking we'll just let Mark explain <laughs> this one yeah Mark Foster what's your name <laughs> oh no I've already used my full name um, <laughs> yeah so allegedly what no, okay, here's a, what, why don't you posit a way that you, if you were running a fictitious video game company, could perhaps channel funds out of it. If I yeah, if I was on a complete now, not talking about Ouya anymore. If I was trying what? to embezzle money or anything. Um, okay. Well so what would you do, Mark, running your fictitious well, company? Well, I'd probably set up this thing where I offer people certain amounts of money and then I'd I'd put my own money into into the Kickstarter to get Ouya to pay me my money back again. Right. Okay. Uh, no. I, okay. I did you say Ouya? You didn't mean Ouya. You meant you meant the fictitious company that you've confused this game. me with <laughs> the, like, attempting to jump through legal hoops. This is what Ouya have done. <laughs> oh no! I'm going to have to beep it out now. This is no what Ouya have what done. This is about. Ouya have set up this really ridiculous <laughs> easily exploitable system that they have then refused to comment on and just said that anyone who actually legitimately goes through it will get the money and then but you say also- hey look at this one it's clearly fucking not legitimate no. and they're just like oh it's got the money it's fine embezzlement <laughs> fuck okay well so this is the last edition of the podcast <laughs> and indeed the last edition well, done the in last the one with me in yeah, you're going to be taken out back and beaten to death. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, because weren't some of them so the the kickstarters? They were using pictures that people had just googled and stuff. Yeah, yeah, there was the story of that one girl who'd been missing for like eighteen months or something. They used her picture, which yeah, it's usually you that says this word, but yes, absolutely, they are. they are awful, awful. And then of course it all got fixed, and people said nice things about them, and there was certainly no legal wrongdoing on the part of Ouya. Or anyone. I don't know. To be honest, I'm recording this three and a half weeks later and I have terrible jet lag. Um, oh, that's two beeps. Um, any other sort of things you've noticed in the way of news and the whatnots at all? Maybe some less grim and aggressive news. <laughs> yeah, less, less contentious. It's all grim. Yeah. Anything else? No? Okay. 
We, could, we should do a Kickstarter roundup because we've got we've okay. got two sections this month for Kickstarter, <laughs> which uh, I will explain when we come to it. But actually, um, I noticed that uh, we'll start with one that I'm looking forward to. Actually, Death Roads to Canada, being done by um, Rocket Cat Games and uh, Paul Pridham, Mad Garden, he goes under the name of, who's doing um, a, a procedurally generated sort of um, trip across. We're well, trying to get to Canada in a zombie-infested future. I know it's zombies, but it looks quite nice. Um, and uh, you, you got to shoot them, and you got to find other people, and sometimes you know talk them down off the edge because they might be a bit like crazy. And sometimes you find like puppies and dogs, and you raise them, and, and they can help you out. And uh, it just looks like a really nice procedurally generated zombie shooting hitting game with like you know loads of zombies on screen. Uh, and you know it'll be satisfying because Punch Quest, the previous game that uh, they made together, uh, Paul Pridham and uh, Rocket Cat, was incredibly satisfying. It was a really really good satisfying game. And and I would say about one of the only action games that actually works on iPhone because it has dead simple controls. It was like, you know, you either punch upwards, do like an uppercut, or you punch forwards, and that was it. And and it managed to make, a, you know, a really good sort of infinite runner-style platformer with really sort of satisfying, smashy stuff. So Death Roads Canada is, uh, I think, very much worth looking at. And they've all, almost made the money, So and they've only been going about five days. But uh, it's got, you know, retro 8-bit visuals. It's coming to proper computers rather than the iPad and stuff. I mean, it'll come to that afterwards, I'm sure. But that looks, um, that looks genuinely good. I'll put a link in there. Um, uh, and you can call people, you can tell people to call it. Like, if they're like, you know, really like on the edges, yeah, call it. I quite like that as a, as a means of hostage negotiation. <laughs> um, but one game that I'm not looking forward to that's been kickstarted is, um, Shantae Half Genie Hero, uh, which is a sequel to 2010's most overrated 3DS game. Uh, which was, did you, did you ever play Shantae? I've got it actually. I should have showed it to you. Cause it's, yeah, um... I remember it. Okay, well, here's what I'd say. Right, now, if I were to say to you, right, Metroidvania, now, just think of the first thing that comes to mind, right? Now, write that down, laminate it, and that'll do for the design document. Because that's about as much effort as I think they put into the design of Shantae. Because it is just like a grab bag of unoriginal ideas. And now they want you to pay them to make a sequel to the most overrated game of 2010. Just... Yeah, just like a really uninspired Metroid. Plus, they did a little bit of this sort of 3D depth thing, which was just like um, like Top Hunter or Lomax. Do you remember Lomax Adventures no. in Lemmingland or something? It was called. It was um, it was a, a very bad platform on the PS1 with beautiful art by Hank Nyborg. But uh, that, that so ugh. I don't know. I, I don't know why can't Way Forward hire some good designers? Is what I would ask. Because they put out consistently polished, good-looking games that play really ugh, averagely. Just you know, good good game design is not difficult. It really isn't. Look at how many really good indie games there are out there. Look how many really good mainstream games there are. Why do people still make unambitious shit? Because and it's you know, and the thing is, they are effectively kind of an indie company. They haven't got the excuse of of you know, oh, we're we're being paid by this big company and they're telling us what to do. I I don't I don't understand how there must be someone who is really scary at that company that no one wants to say. Mm, game's a bit shit too. <laughs> so it's turned out a bit shit. Can we can we make it good? Because it's I, it's just crazy. I don't I don't understand it because their games are just incredibly average at best. So mm. so that's coming. Look forward to that. And I suppose the big one is uh, Mighty Number no. Nine, 
um, being done by is it uh, Kaiji Inafune or Keiji Inafune? The um, the guy did um, Mega Man. He, yeah. he wants to make Mega Man again, but he obviously can't. So he's going to make exactly. Basically, I assume fake Mega Man. Yeah, I assume his bosses said to him, "No, you can't make another Mega Man." He was like, mm, "I'm going to kickstart then." And he just flounced off. But it's made, it's made 1.8 million of its 900,000 oh, wow. budget so far. So that's happening. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I mean, it's a it's a beloved franchise. So and 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 if anything, if this encourages him to maybe deviate slightly from the formula because they have been beating that fucking drum, milking that cow, <laughs> yeah, um, a little bit, then then that can only be a, a good thing. I would say, but those are the only sort of three interesting kickstarters I would say around at the moment. But which brings us on to our next section, yeah, shit starter, which is a segment where I basically say bad things about kickstarters. But I made I made <laughs> I made Dave and Mark have a look at them as well. Um, and basically, I you know they say that no publicity is bad publicity, and I'm going to try and change that. Um, <laughs> so first one. Knitting Kittens. Now, I just want to read what the description for this. It says, when we're not watching, kittens sprout an extra long claw and knit sweaters. The results are frightening. Distract them quickly. Um, and it just looks like a shit game. But the weird thing is, the um, the guy behind it has got, in theory, a really good pedigree. Because he's got, oh, these are the games I've worked on. Oh, Mass Effect. Oh, Alan Wake and stuff like that. And then you look at the credits and it's mostly writing stuff. Nothing that says, you know, game design or anything like that. Um, and it just looks like, I don't understand. There's like so little thought been put into it. It says, oh, you gotta stop making, uh, making sweaters, cause, um, it's just, there's no, no thought put into it. It just looks like a, a crappy game that someone's trying to trade on their name to make, allegedly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna use that word a lot today. Um, to try and get some money. I don't, I, yeah. Yeah. Just looks, just looks a bit bad. So there's that one. Um, <laughs> The, uh, the field hockey game. Some people are making a game about field hockey because there's never been a game about field hockey apparently and they want to make a game about field hockey and it's called the field hockey game because apparently imagination is not their strong suit. Um. Not good in the game designer. No, not ideally. Well, they say now it's, uh, it's 20 pounds for the game as well, $32. So no one's going to back that. Uh, they're trying to raise £330,000. Now, shit. that's roughly the same amount as Satellite Rain, which was a reimagining of a beloved franchise with several of the original developers on the staff. And that was a pretty close run Kickstarter. They only made it with five days to go. So what chance of these guys? For a start, in the Who Are We section, they put, We are a team of passionate individuals who came together in August 2012 with a shared vision of creating a game around field hockey, hockey a sport we have lived and breathed for a good part of our lives. Do you know what I would have mentioned there? Maybe that I was a qualified game designer. <laughs> yeah? Because, I mean, in, when you go up to that bright, they say, oh yeah, we are actually, um, you know, we have made games before. So it just seems bad that they, they, it just, uh, there's nothing appealing about it. And they link to a video. The only stuff they've actually done so far is mocapping and building some models for it. And they link to this YouTube video showing an elaborate animation of a man hitting a puck at a goal and a man saving that puck. And then glitching back to his original animation. It looks piss poor. And they showed that about six times from different angles. And that is the fruits of a thousand hours of labor. So, oh, I don't understand why people go in and make crappy Kickstarters like this. And 330,000. Maybe that's all to pay for a new animator. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, paying to throw away everything we've done so far. It just, 
It's an incredible amount of money. There's, there's nothing in there that gives me any kind of idea that they're capable of making something, you know, really, really good. I just, just crazy. Um, so, so that was a bit, a bit naff. Um, another one, I suppose the worst one in looks wise is a game called Mads Tom, which I made you look at, which is a, uh, a top down shooter and one of the worst looking top down shooters I think I've ever seen. I mean, really, really amateurish, amateurish graphics, just proper MS Paint shit. Um, but the thing is, uh, the sounds also terrible as well. But the reward tiers include digital artwork and soundtracks, despite <laughs> the artwork and sound being fucking awful. So I've had this really good idea. Now, unfortunately, um, that Kickstarter ended about a minute ago, um, and they were on about $600. So it hasn't made it, because they're asking for 15000 for a game, which they're going to release for free anyway. So what was the, the fucking point? Um, what they should have done, I think, next time, if they, if they rerun the Kickstarter, is that the lowest tier gets you all the rewards and you have to pay more to get less because everything's so shit that say if you put 500 in you won't even hear from them again you won't even get the game you won't get anything but you know you'll have given them money or or they should have run it as a $15,000 Kickstarter to not release the game so if if they don't reach the, 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 the stuff they'll put out the game and a really bad game will be out there because it looks like dog shit um, but if they, if they do make it, then they, they burn the source code and they promise <laughs> never to be involved in the games industry again. They basically use that, they take, there was, I think there was five people on the team. They should split the money up. There was five days. people. I know. What? <laughs> yes. What were they doing? Well, I assume flinging shit around <laughs> because it certainly wasn't making a good game. Oh, um, they should just take that 3,000 each and, Use it to maybe like take a, a course in plumbing. Or Ma- something like making that. terrible games is completely fine, but it's when people ask for fifteen thousand dollars to make them. I know. Well, it was already spent on licenses and stuff like that, and and you look at the licenses, and it's all for the like one of them. One of the money they want to spend it on the organization program uh, that they were using to coordinate all their developers. What? And and, and they were using. Well, some... should you get a different one for a start. Yeah, should, yeah. Oh, I just really bad. Did, did um, it say what all the jobs of those five people were? <laughs> because from the looks of it, it, it looked like something someone had made in an afternoon. All producers, I would assume. <laughs> all producers, and and then they contracted out to some, some Middle Eastern company to actually make the game. It really very, very bad. I'm not saying that all Middle Eastern games are did bad, you, I should point out. This is a random tangent, but did you see the uh, link I posted the other week where someone had uh, linked to my website um, for the Bomber Jam game that I made in two hours mm. and they were asking for someone yes. to uh, make it for them and like they were like um, you know those sites where you hire a programmer for a, a while to do a job yeah uh, it was one of those it was, they spent like three thousand dollars on a some random programmer in I think it was like Hong Kong or something to just make a version of this game for iPhone or something which yeah. was a really weird Sort of thing where people outsource work. I think the best thing about games is making games. So yeah, they, they they took your 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 jam game as a design yeah, document yeah. and hired someone like, else to even, make it. They even rehost it somewhere else. They just <laughs> linked to my website. <laughs> Did they like not ask or anything? No, of course not. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, you can't. It's not like you can pay to get. No, I, I don't care. I if they made a good game, I'd quite enjoy playing that. Yeah, I, I almost thought, really. I almost I'm pretty sure job. they. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, like, 
I mean, I ripped the idea off you. <laughs> that is fucking outrageous. It's, it's pretty funny, but yeah, just the, the, the point there was uh, just people outsourcing work and stuff. Yeah, that's mad. Well, that was like that bloke who um, his job, he, he just yeah. outsourced. Oh, that guy's a hero. China. It's amazing. Just outsourced all his own job to China and then got caught and fired, even though he was just after doing, several months of doing it. As yeah, well, like. he would just look at cats all day on the internet. The, the best was he got a commendation for his work before yeah. they found out because he was doing the best work in the company. Yeah, and it's amazing. Idiots. Um, he probably had a team doing it though, didn't yeah. he? Well, that's it. No, yeah, he hired a couple of people, I think, because the the rates for paying people. Didn't he have multiple actually... jobs though, as well? Did he? Yeah, I think he had multiple jobs, so he was hiring all of those out, outsourcing all of that work. So he was earning over a hundred grand a year or something, or a month or something. Crazy! Yeah, it was a ridiculous amount of money. So he's probably, you know, he's done well out of it because I, yeah. I can't. They can't have taken the money back off of him. He's a genius, and someone should yeah. hire him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right. Uh, oh, another shit game. Um, I think the, well, there's one that I think is, is a, a spoof and not a genuine game, which was called Uncle June Hates Balloons. Because the Kickstarter video is some people dicking about bursting balloons, um, whilst dressed as an old man with some laughter track over it. And then the only screenshot is composed of art from about four different sources superimposed over a picture of an iPhone. Just, and again, 50, I think that was $15,000 as well, actually. For, for what? For a game where you burst balloons, and they said they wanted to turn it into one of the a, a visually stunning, and they wanted to be a, a major success. Just Kickstarter's making me angry these days. The amount of fucking idiots, and and they only had six donations, so you know it was just you know friends and family had donated. I think one of them was like at the five hundred dollar level, and that's how they'd made six hundred fourteen dollars <laughs> or something. Just that was shit. The worst one is Zombie Grounds, the Universal Zombie game, though, whose pitch video is entirely composed of footage from DayZ because there wasn't a version of the game to look at. You can't Surely do that's that. illegal. I know, I agree. It's like, what the fuck? You can't, that's like, what? Well, it, it's like someone doing the exact same thing but insert two other games here. It's, and, and, and it was being run by someone who looks like they're about 15. Um, which annoys me anyway, people who are younger than Young me. people. Yeah, young people, youth. Um, and uh, he wanted a quarter of a million pounds. So far, he has raised a pound, <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, adorable. But his statement was, <laughs> Hi, I'm, I won't say his name, a budding game designer. I strive to make my projects to the de- best of my ability, and I just need a little push to get me started. A quarter of a million pounds <laughs> is not a little push. And like challenge, there was only about like a paragraph of text. Put no effort into this Kickstarter whatsoever. I, I thought these. I thought Kickstarter was curated. No. I thought. I thought you worked with. Can you? Can I literally today put up a Kickstarter? I think so. Yeah. Well, I'm going to do Does that. It, I'm sure it must get validated though. Yeah. Uh, I think they rely on people reporting anything that violates them. I think we should report this little punk. Um. <laughs> Um, but the, yeah, that's about it for shit starter. There's one other, but I feel bad because it looks like they've actually put some effort into their game, so I won't mention it. Um, yeah. So, uh, may as well mention Ludum, uh, Dare, which I believe, um, uh, uh, you've, you've played some of. I haven't. I've been a lazy bastard. I, I've played some of them, yes. <laughs> what have you played, Dave? Um, well, firstly, I, I'll have to say that I've not found very many very good games on it. Well, no, and you contributed one that wasn't very good as well, didn't you? <laughs> oh, yeah, mine was awful. 
No, well, well, no, it wasn't awful. It was mediocre. No, but it was also the, <laughs> it was the same idea that everyone else had had. Yes, uh, yeah. When when testing them, there there are a lot of games that you just hold down a button for ten seconds. Yeah, the thing we should point out of Ludendorff, if you haven't, uh, you know, if you aren't someone who has spare weekends, um, is ten seconds. That was the thing, ten seconds. So, what did you find? Um, well, I'll <laughs> I'll mention a, a couple of good good ones. Okay, though. good. And um, there was one. It was, let me just see, called Universe Decayed uh, Tycoon. Okay. Which, um... Now, when you say decayed, do you mean as in what, what a corpse does, or ten years? Uh, do you say, is that decade or decayed? Uh, I think it's de- decayed. Okay, you haven't really... <laughs> you said the same word again. Yeah, can you say, has it got a Y in it? No. So it's decade, is it? Yeah. And you you just pronounce it like decayed. Yes, it says decade. Fuck Fair sake. enough. <laughs> <laughs> Universe decade tycoon. Okay. Anyway, the game itself, <laughs> right? Um, is um, you have lots of little tiny worlds in it. Okay. Um, in their own game window, mm-hmm. and you have to control um characters. In each one. Right. Which, and a new one gets added, I think it's every 10 seconds. Hey, that's where the 10 seconds come from. Yes, I think it is. Um, But then there's different rules that appear in each of the worlds. Hmm. So when you're controlling one in one world, the the rules are slightly different for the other ones. Right. Which which was interesting. It it, it got really far too confusing to actually be um, decent. Um. And the only other one that I've come across so far that was that was um, um, interesting was um, the Goldfish Wizard, okay. which, which should have special mention just for its name. It's a good name. It's a good name. Um, in which you play a um, a wizard yeah. that is a goldfish. Okay. Thus, um, forgetting things every ten seconds. And, and the the main mechanic is you join dots. Um, you you swim over one dot, and then you have to join it to another dot, and you have to do them in a certain order that you don't know what the mm. order is, um, to make um, shapes and pictures. Right. Um, but you only have ten seconds to do it. Right. And after that ten seconds, your go ends. Um, but the dots you've joined uh, persist for the next player who has 10 seconds. Right. So if you don't complete a level, you'll go ends and someone else takes over from where you left off. Right. There was another game of the, with, that had that kind of... The, the continuation mechanic. Uh, it was like a top-down uh, like a Zelda-y type game made in Unity where you ha- you played for 10 seconds, but to play it, you have to wait for the character to do everything that's already been played through already so you can see where it's got up to. So... It was about like five minutes of watching it, and then I thought oh, I can't bother waiting anymore. <laughs> but it was an interesting idea. Did it not like fast forward at all? Then? No, that ah, shit. Yeah, that's it. It seems to me that this is kind of this particular Ludo Diary has produced some interesting ideas, but nothing actually playable. I liked my, the idea I came out of it with. Uh, I also the only other like Ludo Diary game I think I played was um, uh, Dan's game. They made with you know Dan. Ha- Dan ha- um, yeah, he yeah, made yeah. it with uh, Dan Whitehead and Whitehead's son. Oh, okay. And uh, like so they did like the art and stuff, and then uh, Dan Hare coded it, which and it was pretty pretty funny. Did you you weren't at Ludendorff, so you wouldn't no. have seen it. It was called Buffet the Vampire Slayer. Buffet I, I like being that. spelled as in 
you know, a, a buffet of food. Yeah. And he was like, you have to, you have to, you're a vampire at a wedding, I think it was, and you got it. You decided that you're not going to eat humans anymore. So you go up for seconds, yeah. and there's ten of them. Right, okay, I like this, because this is, they, they've thought around <laughs> outside the box. Meta. Yeah, well, yeah. That was, there was one that was about dueling. So in that case, you had ten seconds, as in the people who, you know, because you have, like, when you're dueling, you have seconds. Those are the people who assist you, I think it is. So they did that. So, that's, yeah, that's good. Oh, okay. But was it a good game? Yeah, so it was, it was, fun, it was Okay, and what was your idea then you were so proud of? I had a little, um, it's really weird to explain actually. You got like an isometric grid, which is straight away I was like, I've never done isometric before, I'll give this a go. I like isometric. And, uh, it was, you, every, you sort of hop around this little grid of these isometric, isometric tiles. You have 10 seconds to collect a gem or something, mm. an object. And every time you collect it, it resets the timer. And it also drops a load of stones down on where you were stood, like more tiles down. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. no, I, yeah, I remember. So well, if yeah. you if you get them like two tiles high, then you can't walk over it. Mm. So you have to sort of not fuck yourself up when you go and try and collect all these things. So, so it's like an interesting idea. I'll probably ex- experiment a bit more with that at some point in the future. Yeah, it's all right. That's well, I'll, I'll put links to all these anyway in, on the website, sure. so, so people can experience them. Um, but please don't steal that idea because I like it. I'm going to keep it. <laughs> What, so you, you can't copyright ideas. That's it. I encourage you to steal it, everyone. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, Graham. My pleasure. <laughs> uh, so c- continue with the, the theme of you programming things. Uh, how, how's um, how's the Eurogamer demo for Chroma going? It's going okay. Uh, it's, I think it's mostly done on my end. I've got to put like an actual... There is an end point to the demo. I just mm. need to make it sort of wrap around there. Um, and then I just need to put all the sounds and stuff in, so just working on that at the moment. Have you tried, you know, letting just random strangers play it in order to see whether they get the hang of it yet? Not specifically, no. Should probably do that. Well, I've, we did, I did let some people play it in the pub at uh, the last meeting, and someone played it for the first time ever and got through it all. Okay, that's good. And that was cool. And, and, and Dave solved the puzzle. Yeah, and to it? be fair, I solved the puzzle, so it can't be that hard. Yeah. Was, what was the puzzle? <laughs> Where there was like lasers, and every time you go, every time you pass through a laser, it it, it makes you do the shadow pulse thing. So uh, it, you need to climb up somewhere, but you also need to get through lasers. Right. So it's pretty. If you saw it, it'd be a bit confusing at first. Okay. So I do I, think I, it's pretty tricky. I, I haven't seen is, that. I look forward to seeing that. Yeah, sure. Cool. Good. Okay. Just thought I'd just checking so people can see behind the curtain of game development. And I've told them absolutely nothing. Yeah. From, yes, it is. It exists. Well, I'll, I'll I'll put a link to it on the website, and then people can have a look. Sure. Have you got a nice video? Yeah. Well, there's I mean, the there's the, the last one's the in development one that shows some of the music and stuff in it. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Who's doing the music? Uh, JD. Oh, James Dean. James Dean. <laughs> Not the porn star or the dead actor. <laughs> I had no we've, idea. We've had this conversation. I know, but I had no idea there was a porn star called James Dean. I learned that today as well. So. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Interesting that Dave. <laughs> Specifically, this male porn yeah. star. Yeah, interesting. Does he does he do straight porn as well as gay? I'm not rising to it. <laughs> this uh, wraps back around to the plumber conversation we were having earlier. Yeah. Uh, has anyone played any? Oh, you played Thingy, um, Fit. Yeah, that game. The game that you played. You're gonna be. You're gonna need to be a lot more specific. The soccer bond. Soccer bond. Oh, soccer, soccer bond. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which sounds like I haven't played this. It sounds like Sogaban, which I hate. So. Um. 
What is it? Tell me, what is it? I'm going to ask you questions because I, I don't know what this is. It's a puzzle game to start. No shit. Um, it's on a grid. Okay. And you play as a single atom. Ooh. And you have to move around connecting yourself to other atoms. Right. To make up molecules. Is that the yeah. right name? Yeah, for it? that's right. Well done. I don't know. I, I didn't do chemistry. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, and obviously when, well, when you link to another atom, um, you become a whole structure and it makes it harder for you to move around the level. Right. So you have to connect in certain ways. Which sounds so identical to Denki blocks. I don't on know. The, um, I think it was on the DS. Where basically you moved these coloured, whenever you moved, you moved these coloured blocks around and they would stick to their own colour and therefore, again. It's not quite like that though, because yeah. there's, um, actual, like, sort of chemical elements coming to it, like, um, you have a certain number of bonds and stuff like that. Yeah, it is, it's based in, in, in reality to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, I think in, it's mostly is, you, but there's, you can only ways have, you can break it slightly. Yeah, you can only have, um, certain amount of bonds on certain atoms and things yeah. like that, so. So, like, carbon would only bond to four different things. Oxygen would only bond to two different things, etc. Yeah, hydrogen yeah. one. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you you make these molecules, and it has a little bit of a... It has, like, a little fact when you make them. Yeah, some trivia. When when you complete a, a molecule, it, it has some trivia about it. I, it's I, edutainment, is it? Yeah. yeah I was playing but, it, and I was like, I'm learning here. This is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, after a bit, I found I just skipped them. <laughs> oh, I enjoyed them. Uh, this I really, is, this really like This is why like you have to game. ask people whether they're called molecules. Because you don't really... Because <laughs> you skip the <laughs> yes. text. Yes. It's um, really good. It, the way it, it like introduces, like, different areas have, like, a different sort of base colour for them. And uh, it introduces, introduces, like, a different little mechanic each time or blends them together. Mm. So you've got some that, uh, little points where you can split, uh, like, structures. So you can, like, pull atoms apart and stuff like that. Or you can turn them around, rotate them, things like that. So it becomes very complicated, which is very good. It reminds me sort of of Jelly No Puzzle. Yes. Because yeah. it's like, oh, that kind of like very, like, oh, I just have to move this over here. Oh, wait, no, this is actually, it make, this is impossible, what's happening? And that kind of thing. Mm. Which is really good. It's what you want from a puzzle game. Really highly recommend that game. What's it on? Uh, PC at Mac the moment. and Linux. Oh, it's on all, yeah. all three of them. It sounds like sort of an iOS it'll, type thing. It'll be coming out on uh, like Android sure and iOS soon, point. yeah. I, I originally played it on like an Android device. And it's like Alan Hazelden and Liesl and stuff, so. Who? The guys who made stickets. Oh right! Oh, well, okay. what, one of them made stickets. Didn't Alan do any work? I don't them? think he did. No. Oh, he presented it at Rest. Uh, yeah, as a favour to. Oh, okay, cool, fair enough. <laughs> but Liesl did some work on this one as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and the music by Ryan Roth as well, which is is really good. It's not like uh, in your face music, and it's just like background stuff. Whenever you complete a little puzzle. Like the music just sort of rises in volume and gets like very, a few more layers to it, and it's really, really nice. Yeah, ambience the word. Yeah, it seems like a lot. Of, a lot of reason to buy some games is just the music these days. <laughs> There's not an awful lot of good music in it's games. A, it, overall, it's just a good game. Mm. And um, how much it cost? It's probably about ten dollars. It is ten dollars. Yes. Is that on? Is it on the Steam? No, Greenlight. It's on Greenlight, but. The, um, I did notice on their website they went, uh, we hate green light. Yeah. We, we hate it as a concept. We don't like it. But we would kind of like to be on Steam, so go vote for it. Well, it's the fact that like, they're not going to be able to... With Valve. I know, that's what I thought. Well, they're not going to be able to get... It's, it's, it's grim, because like, there's only specific types of games that usually get made to the top of green light. Although, my faith in green light was somewhat increased after that massive amount they put through the other day. A hundred? Yeah. The, uh, I was like, the, the Oprah Winfrey, you get a car bit. 
<laughs> you get a dev deal. You get a dev deal. That yeah. I thought that was... Well, I didn't like that because there was a lot of shit in there, it seemed. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Because, you see, I reckon it's only it like It should the top be like 50. a curated store, like iOS yeah. and stuff. But, it, like, the top 50, there are probably, you know, games that have some kind of interest. But then once you get... Once you get, I think I think it tails off, and you get some real random crap yeah. in that bottom fifty. Well, I I read a few tweets today from Paranautical Activity because they made it through through Greenlight in that I think it was probably in that batch, um, but they said like they'd been I think they'd had it out for a few like six months or something they'd made twenty two k off it, they had it on one day, uh, Steam one day of Steam was uh, thirty thousand dollars they made, yeah or th- no or was it thirty thousand sales some some crazy and it's just. That does not surprise me. Steam. It says Steam. It, yeah, exactly. Every time there's a Steam sale, you buy a new car. <laughs> <laughs> not quite. A thousand cars. Buy around in the pub, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Remember Mr. Mr. 12 Beers? Yeah. It was eight, wasn't it? It was eight. Was it? Okay. I, gee, I, I just have a, I have such a fond memories of him doing it. That I, I, <laughs> it was, a great, it was a great moment, because I, I just had two beers in my hand. I was like, oh, I got these free. It's amazing. Yeah, everyone has free beers. <laughs> uh, anything else that you've uh, played? That's it. Just Spelunky. <laughs> I'm going to have to gift you some stuff on Steam so you fucking play it. I won't do it, though. It's like, I'm I'm guiltily thinking, oh, I should really be doing work while I'm playing yeah. Spelunky. Yes, you should. And then it's like, I can't do anything else because then all I want to do is play Spelunky or should be working. So I just, it's, my brain is just like, what are you doing? Oh, it's confusing. It's horrible. I, it's like heroin or something. I should go to like an AA meeting for Spelunky. If it was like heroin, you wouldn't be putting on weight. You'd be losing it. Yeah, well, yeah, I'd sit there and eat shit and play Spelunky. That's what I do. That's my life now. And then get ready for Eurogamer yeah. as well. It's a pretty sweet life. Uh, okay, well, I, I will talk about some of the games what I has played. which uh, I played a bit more of Mercenary Kings, which was um, came out on Steam Early Access like last month or the month before. And uh, uh, to explain what it is... Because uh, that's what we do these days. We're professional. Uh, it's a uh, side-on um, platform shooter that kind of has a bit of a similar aesthetic, I suppose, to Metal Slug, uh, except not as good-looking, um, if I'm honest. Um, but it also has has more sort of modern RPG overtones, slightly, in that um, you collect you collect sort of. Okay, well, the way you explain it is that. It's like imagine if Metal Slug, if you had more exploration inside the levels, and you could do each one several times with different objectives um, within the level, like it might be rescuing a couple of people, or killing all these snipers, or finding some um, uh, upgrade material, and you use the upgrade material when you find it in order to uh, make your guns better, so you can deal more damage. Um, so again, that's it's one of these games that has kind of got that that feedback loop, you know, you get better equipment it means you can deal more damage but then you'll get to levels that have got you know tougher enemies and stuff like that um the only difference is it feels like crap uh, <laughs> is the slight issue um i mean the, the the i think the reason is um just it feels very leaden in that whenever you move unlike in uh in, in like metal slug or any good platformer at the the point you press the jump button you start jumping right that seems sensible what it does in this is you have like about a four frame crouch animation as in like for about four frames of time uh, and then you jump. So whenever you jump, there's a little pause, and then you jump, and that feels horrible. Yeah, it just feels like Ugh, jump, Ugh, like you know, Ugh, yuck. Um, uh, so that feels unresponsive. Also, the other thing that kind of sucks is that almost all the enemies are bullet sponges when you start out. 
because you've got such crappy equipment. Now I know, now I know, it, it, you know, when you get better equipment, they won't be as bullet spongy, but that still doesn't mean it doesn't suck for the beginning of the game. Now I've, I, I'll be honest, I've only played this game for about eighty-one minutes, but I think if a game isn't good after an hour and a half, what's the fucking point, frankly? Um, and like some of the enemies have like these these periods of sort of invincibility. So, uh, like, they'll put up a shield. And you can jump over them, but sometimes you can't because they'll be in a narrow corridor, which just means you have to wait to be able to shoot them. Or or they may, uh, like, quite often the sniper characters will be above you, so you have to jump and then shoot them and then and then wait for them to shoot and then jump and shoot them. Now, that's okay if you only have to do that a couple of times, but sometimes you'll have to jump up there six times in order to, to kill them. And it's just tedious and slow. Um, uh, and uh, let's see, the other issues... Oh, yeah, also enemies, quite some of the enemies, their shots pass through the collision which would be alright if they were drawn over the collision but they're not so that there are these enemies that fire diagonal shots and you'll just be hit because one will come through the floor and hit you and you couldn't see it which is ridiculous bullshit now I know it's it's an alpha but still it's you know these are genuine pro- problems like you, the, the melee attack now the point of melee attacks is that they're like instant kills you get close enough you stab the dead um, but in this one it's on a different button which in Metal Slug it wasn't. It just it just had like a hitbox around the enemy, so it knew to use a melee attack and would kill him instantly. And th- and in this you have to fight. Remember what the other button is because the controls aren't good by any means. And then you have to still mash it like about a half a dozen times to kill some of the enemies, which just kind of defeats the point of a melee attack somewhat. Plus, all the enemies anyway they hurt when you touch them, regardless of whether they're attacking you, um, which feels crap. Um, and they don't do anything interesting, enemies. You know, in, in Metal Slug, I know I keep on comparing this to Metal Slug, but it's a, a game that seems to have a bit of a boner for that game. Um, anyway, the enemies would do sort of, in, you know, like a, a soldier would have multiple different things he would do. You know, he might throw a grenade, or he might run, or he might sort of duck, or he might crawl along. And, and they were interesting, whereas in this, you know, each enemy will have a behaviour which isn't very interesting. Uh, and that's it. Like, the snipers will literally stay still. Doesn't matter what you do, they will stay stock still, and they'll fire a shot every two seconds in your direction and, and it's just not interesting if you have to then you know sink 12 bullets into the sodding thing to kill it um doesn't have slopes in the game apparently they're a bit hard to program so everything <laughs> is dead blocky so you know you don't get any slopes you run up you have to always jump up the hill with the crappy jump that feels really leaden so that sucks um the upgrades for the guns take far too much material in order to to do it so it's not, you know, most shoot 'em ups. It's you find a new gun every couple of seconds, a couple of couple of minutes, and oh, look, I've got a different gun now. That's quite interesting. Whereas in this, you have to collect materials in order to upgrade your gun, and you might only upgrade the stock or something. So oh, look, I can carry more bullets in my gun, um, but it doesn't feel any different. Um, I mean, I've only I was playing for eighty one minutes. I've only found enough stuff to unlock about two upgrades, which is just crap. It's a shoot 'em up. I should be getting you know new weapons and stuff like that all the time. Um, so that kind of sucks. Um, and uh, yeah, that's about it. Basically, it's just just not a fun run and gun game. Has the 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 the, the maps aren't interesting to explore. They're just sort of big open spaces, sort of a random assemblage of platforms, and uh, yeah, just I don't. A lot of people are really raving over it, though. I don't understand why. They must be playing a different game because it's just the most average feeling. Like game, which is a pity because Paul Robertson's art in it, I think, is very nice. Um, and you know the music's all right, I suppose. Just, uh, just not very good. Just really kind of meh. So 
So there's that. You can buy that if you want. <laughs> Maybe not. Um, the other one I played, I'm going to do an in-depth review of the first 20, 25 minutes of Outlast because that's all I've played because <laughs> it's very scary. And I am a big wuss. Now, uh, I should point out to anyone listening that, that uh, this this is going to contain spoilers about the first 25 minutes. So, if you don't want to hear the spoilers, what I say you should do is if you take the right-hand earphone out of your ear, you will merely hear delightful pastoral soundscapes in the left-hand ear. And anyone who doesn't mind listening, take out the left-hand earbud and you will hear the spoilerful review in your right ear. Uh, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, or if you like, confusing. No, it, it, it will be fine. Uh, or you can just leave them both in, and you can listen to a review with a nice pastoral soundscape. So are you soundscape. always in? What is the left ear? No, no, no. I'm in the centre ear, namely. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to shift us all over to the right ear for the for this review, or the left ear, whichever I said, and then play <laughs> a a sound effects track in the other ear so that people can voice voice. And then when they can hear our voice, what about they people can put with speakers? Well, they can just keep just keep skipping until they can't hear a pastoral what soundscape. What if they want to hear it, though, when they out. have speakers? Well, they can hear it, but there will be a nice pastoral soundtrack running alongside it. Okay. Cows mooing and shit like that. <laughs> this is the weirdest podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I, look, here's the thing. I can't avoid doing spoilers when I'm discussing Outlast. And I thought, well, this gives people the option of not hearing okay, right, okay. the spoilers if they want. Yeah. I think this is the best solution, honestly. I mean, I could just say skip forward to bloody blah, but I don't know what time that is. If I had edited, say I'm going to play a gong sound at the end of this or something. I don't well, know. Well, what? So what? So, oh, I'll just use my fast forward to gong functionality on my MP3 player, you fucking moron. No, you edit a gong in when you finish talking. Right, so how, yeah, but how do they find that gong? Oh, you can't see the audio stream, can you? No, you pillock. <laughs> Download it and open it this in audacity and uh, <laughs> look for a big spike <laughs> no. and then skip past no, that No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to play cows in one ear. And... Oh, yeah, you call me a fucking idiot. You're going to put cows in this for some reason. Yeah, it's just be a nice sort of relaxing soundscape. I might put whale song. I haven't decided yet. <laughs> I haven't seen what I, whatever I can download for free. That is what they will be here. It might be some easily listening music. Okay, right. It is not going to be you. We, while you're, to be a ghost you could give that review, and me and Dave will just make weird noises into here. <laughs> then you can just split the tracks and then just put no, that in. because there will be leak and For start, that's copyright. Can't do the girl from Bloody Ipanema. Is that the girl from Ipanema? I have no idea. I was just. I think it's. Yeah, I think that is. Okay. Um, but that's. <laughs> what? No, no, that's not. Look, I decide. What's some elevator music? I don't want to play it. That's just annoying. No, it'd be a nice pastoral sounds. Because if you are listening to both of it, you don't want something so loud and distracting coming in the other ear. So, do you? So cows. Yeah, but, you know, d- distant Whales. Yeah, exactly. Just a little bit of that. And that'll be fine. <laughs> that's your whale. <laughs> well, I'm not a whale. I can't that, do it very well. Was that not a cow? I don't know. That was a, ca- <laughs> that was a cow in distress. There's going to be distant. It was a sea cow. Yeah, yeah, a manatee. There's going to be distant, distant <laughs> oh, lowing. Huge manatee. Um, there might be. That's one of Tim Vine's best jokes. That one. The huge manatee. Yeah, it's a great joke. There was a great. There was a great joke where someone said, um, "I was in the cinema watching a film with my wife when someone started wailing behind me. A harpoon almost hit me in the back of the head." That is, that, well, that sounds like a Tim Vine in that it's terrible and a tortured pun. 
I think oh, it's okay. the Canadian guy, though. It's something Francis. Oh, Stuart Francis? Yeah, yeah, I think it was oh, okay. him. I right. think. Fair enough. We'll give him guy. credit, because otherwise you're stealing material. Yeah, which is a bad thing. Well, yeah, I said it's a jo- I didn't say, here's a joke I made up. No, I know, but that, that's what I'm saying. It's good that you credited him. Right, anyway, if you don't want to hear... <laughs> you don't want to hear the spoiler field of view take out the earphone i said earlier i can't remember just keep, listen for a couple of seconds because it won't really spoilers in the first couple of seconds and whichever ear sounds like voice take that one out if you don't want to hear the spoilers and it which if you do want to hear the spoilers take out the one that sounds like a, a pastoral soundscape all right i'm going to start now okay so outlast is a uh, first person uh shit em up yeah coined it using it um game <laughs> Where you play a um, an investigative reporter who's uh, investigating because that's what investigative reporters do a uh, asylum Mount Massive Asylum which has been um, which was closed down amid scandal and then reopened by a shady corporation basically the mayor's will have called them the Umbrella Corporation for the sort of you know shadiness <laughs> of them but they're called the Murkoff Corporation and so you're this um, you're this investigative reporter who's heard rumours about something and has gone up there in the dead of night uh, to investigate this stuff. And you get there, and there's kind of like some armed cars out front, and, and and it's all completely silent. So that's spooky. Now at that point, me, back in the car, out of there. There should have been an option in the game, actually. If you go back to the car saying, leave uh, with your sanity and limbs intact, <laughs> and, and it's just, it should just play the credits. That would have been an awesome option. But I don't think it does that. So anyway, you climb up and you get in there. And... Um, it's 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 basically a stealth based it like like um a, uh, a machine for pigs uh, sorry uh, the original amnesia it's all about sort of avoiding the enemies uh, and and running away from them when you see them um so it doesn't have like that insanity stuff going on that amnesia does but um but you are you're creeping around this sort of asylum quite often quite in the pitch black but you've got this camcorder with like a, an infrared or night sight on it so you can see into the darkness and you get that kind of spooky green view through it um and you're just trying to find out what happened in this asylum that's your objective um and it's it's very very scary however the scares are uh cheap scares i would say in that right for instance now here's here's what i said about the spoilers the first thing the first scare in the game you're going through this room and the tv bursts into life with a load of static right it's like right now this is a flat screen telly now what flat screen (laughs) What, what TV in the last 15 years doesn't automatically filter out the sound of static? If you haven't got a signal, you get a blue screen, or you get the snow on the picture, but you don't hear it, do you? And, and digital TV doesn't have static. Exactly. <laughs> so, that's bullshit. I mean, that's just like, that's like, this is what is this TV bought from some some company, like a really third-rate electronics supplier that doesn't have this kind of facility in there? But, or, or is it not actually a flat-screen TV and it's actually a big CRT set and you can't see the back of it sticking through the wall? Because <laughs> those are the only ones that fucking did that. So that's bullshit. Even my old CRTV did that, would filter out the white noise. So that that was kind of a bullshit scare. Um, and then uh, the, um, the, uh, the next one... Oh, yeah, you're going through this room, dark room. You open the door. Ah, dead body. Uh, yeah, everyone's seen that clip anyway. That doesn't matter. But then you get through it, and there's a man who is um, impaled on a spike, who's like a like a SWAT officer or something like that, and he's like, "Oh, the, he's, oh, you can't hurt him. You have to hide from them." And then with his dying breath, he doesn't say, "Get the fuck out of here." What he says is, "I quote, you have to get the fuck out of this terrible place." <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, 
is terrible. Oh, is it a terrible place? I didn't know because there's all these heads, these decapitated heads on the shelves around you. I thought it might be quite a pleasant place. You have to get the fuck out of this terrible place. And then does he give you the Etsus flask? <laughs> no, it's in that kind of game, in Dark Souls, I will accept that. But this is a game trying to be gritty and realistic and stuff. And he, he didn't say, tell my wife I love her <laughs> or no, anything. I would have loved that. It's, it's, it's just really corny, corny dialogue. Um, and then he dies, obviously. Um, and um, let's see, what's the uh, the other thing I was going to say? Um, also, yeah, this asylum, how many people work in this asylum? Because there are dead bodies fucking everywhere and severed heads everywhere. It's like, you know, in Tomb Raider, the recent Tomb Raider, did you play that at all? No. You get to this island, this supposedly mythical island that no one can ever find, and there are thousands of fucking <laughs> corpses around. Like, until recently, it was a popular tourist destination, and then it only became a mythical island sometime in 1996 or something. Ridiculous. And, and this asylum is the same, and there's dead bodies fucking everywhere. It's, like, ridiculously over the top, um, which is just stupid. And it, and it just it makes it... It cheapens the experience slightly, because it means that they don't have that... In, they don't have any impact. It's just like, oh, another dead body. Walk over that. Just walk over that man's corpse. Um, and um, like, right, the the whole hiding mechanic is you can hide in lockers or you can just hide behind things and stuff like that where you have to run away from enemies. And it does this really dumb thing. In the 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 first time this happens, it basically says to you, hide in a locker. You're gonna you're gonna have the shit kicked out. Don't stay out of the locker. Get in the locker. And this this there are two lockers in this room, and you hide in it. And then this thing bursts through the door, and he's like. I can. I know you're in here. No, you, you're definitely in here. And what he does is he then he then opens the other locker and goes, "Oh well, that's it. Guess no one's in here. He wasn't in this one locker. I won't check the other locker because you know I've opened one locker and all lockers are basically the same. He's a locker racist, is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, I will now leave. And if you hide in the other locker, because um, I had to do this twice, you then open the other locker. Wouldn't that be the opposite of a locker racist? If you think they're all the same, if you think everyone's the same. Yeah, that's not a locker racist, isn't it? I think all people are the same, regardless of what they look like. No, 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 you don't understand what I'm saying. Basically... I do, but that could be yeah, taken either way. I'm just being a pedantic asshole for no reason. Well, anyway, <laughs> it's ridiculous that it's like, he, what if he'd just not opened the locker, if he'd not, not noticed the locker, then I could have just gone, oh, okay, he didn't notice me. Didn't it notice it the would be to build up tension, because if you're, if you're, I mean, I've not played it, but if you're sat in a locker and something's coming out of the lockers to, like, open them up, you're going to be shitting bricks. I wasn't, though, because that was a ridiculous thing, because the situation is, it's put you in this room. Obviously, it's teaching about hiding. He's not going to, because otherwise, teaching you about hiding by you not being able to hide isn't very good. So it just seems ridiculous that he opens the other locker every time. And then doesn't look in your locker. It's just something stupid. should have distracted him. I mean, yeah, on. exactly. Had there been like a bang from outside, and been like, "Oh, I'll go and check that instead." It doesn't. But he just goes, "No, it's not in that locker." Um, so I won't check the other one because that, you know, that really hurt my wrist opening that door. <laughs> um, I had to smash down the other door. Fucking ridiculous. So that was that was kind of stupid about it. Um, what else? Uh, let's see. Um, Oh yeah, and the other thing about it is that it does like loads of really clever things to immerse you. Just the fact your your sense of physicality is great. Like when you uh, lean up against doors, you, you'll put your hand against the door jam or against the wall so you can peek round it. And when you pick up like the batteries for the camcorder, you, your hand goes out and picks them up. And then everything you can interact with glows. It's, there, there has to be a better way of indicating what is interactive than having it glow 
when you've done all this other work to make it seem like it's a real location and that you have mm. real physical interaction with it. And and the fact that you have to pick up batteries to power your camcorder's night sight, you get loads of them. Um, apparently, you never run short of them, from what I've read in other reviews, unless you're an absolute dick. So it seems to have been something that's introduced purely because it's a game and you have to pick up stuff. It, it just seems ridiculous, because you find these files instead. And you read those, and that's quite interesting. So why not just why not just place things in places where it's obvious you can pick them up? Uh, it just seems really sad that they've gone to all this work to try and make it seem real location, and you have a physical presence in it, and then they go and do something really, really gamey like that. Also, like when the pop-up text is is kind of you know he doesn't instead of just sort of talking to himself, maybe going oh shit, okay, he's going to come about hiding in that locker. Big text, hide in a locker. The mysterious game is telling you to hide in the locker. It just seems to have been done, you know, it's weird. They've done so much right, and, and they do uh, other stuff really quite poorly. I think yeah, a key element of horror will be to keep you immersed, so if they're doing sort of weird gamey stuff, that's just immediately breaking it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and it's a real pity. Because, but the thing is, it, I mean, it is an effective and very, very scary game of what I've played of it. I only played a little bit. Um, but I'm going to go back and I'm, I'm going to enjoy it with all the lights on because it is genuinely scary and there's lots about it that is well executed but I just can't believe what a stupid a stupid oversight it is um, just not figuring out a better way because you've got like a little cursor on your screen and when it is something you can interact with it goes from being like a point to a circle and that's a tiny little subtle thing and that, that works fine why they didn't just do that because you you know you, you found this, this security room you've gone in there obviously there'll be something in there you can interact with just let the player have a fucking look around and figure it out. Yeah. Rather than having just like this little keyboard you can interact with, just have it so that if you press the interact key anywhere near this big bank of monitors, it interacts. It's it's kind of odd that, that there's these really weird missteps in something that they've done loads of stuff that's right with. But, but you know, it's uh, it's really great and, and a hell of an achievement because I think it's quite a small team. And it's the Unreal 3 engine, so it should scale quite nicely depending on your hardware. So, yeah, that's, that's worth looking and now the spoilers are over. <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed whatever I put on the other ear hole, if you're listening to that. Um, or I hope it made a nice accompaniment to the review, if you're listening in stereo. So, yeah. Uh, is there anything else we've got to talk about? Uh, it'll do. It'll do. Yes, now, see, I played a little bit of this, and then I got to a puzzle that was frustrating, and I stopped. Because I was just like, it was a... You know, it wasn't blocking my progress. It's just that I'm very bloody minded. Um, so, you know, you've been playing about that. Now, were you playing that on the Ouyar? I was playing on the Ouyar. And how are you finding it on the Ouyar? Uh, it's, it's okay. As far as I can tell, it's no no different. What is it, Dave? What is it will do? Uh, it's, Explain the game. It's a, a, a Zelda-like, puzzly... Zelda-like is putting it mildly. <laughs> well, yes. I, I mean, in perspective and control. Yeah. Um, uh, everything else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, puzzle, puzzle adventure. Would okay, we say? puzzle adventure. That's that sounds like a, a genre to me. There's block pushing and okay, enemy killing. That, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so that's what. So you're saying it's a top-down Zelda-like puzzle adventure. Um, is it set on an island, for instance, a mysterious island? It may very well be set on an island. Okay, I I did wash up ashore. That sounds good. And so, what, what, what else about it? Tell us a bit about it. Um, well, um, the graphics are, uh, um, are very sumptuous. Actually. They're really lovely, aren't they? Yes. It's it's like it's very very sort of flat colours, but 
everything's sort of animated. All the yeah, trees are kind of swaying. Really cartoony. Yeah, nothing's ever sort of standing still, except occasionally in animations, wasn't it? Because you do that, that stick hit animation, and it mm. kind of freezes at the end, and it's like... Yeah, there's, there's one or two really bad transitions in animations, and, um, you know, one or two rough edges to it. Yeah. Um, but And also the particle effects look very out of place. Yeah, yeah, there's it's, glow effects and things like that that don't sit with the flat shaded. Yeah. So, so you've been playing that. How far have you got through it? Um, Not very far at all. Okay. Is the answer to that. So it's basically you are a person and you've got like a flying sort of box, flying sarcastic box next to you as you like who helps you with puzzles and stuff like that. Who does quite a nice thing in that you go into a puzzle room if you're not sure if you can complete it with your equipment, you press the button. He goes, yeah, you've got everything you need. He goes, oh yeah, you just need the sword of fire to do this. You should be, you should be okay. Which was, I thought was quite a nice idea mm. to stop people getting frustrated. Even though that was a puzzle that I got very frustrated with and quit. So uh, <laughs> doesn't always work. Um, uh, so um, what have you? What have you? So what do you think of it then? Um, it's okay. Why is it only okay? What are the good things and what are the bad things? Uh, I think the best thing about it is is the writing. Yeah, the um, writing is. Like you really say, nice. the the sarcastic fox. Yeah, like the first time you find a heart, like pick up, and and you eat it, he's like, what the fuck? I found a heart on the floor, I just thought I'd eat it. (laughs) Which is just brilliant. Really, really lovely. Oh, the enemies are like, oh, if we were out there, we'd hit you and stuff. Really, really lovely writing, isn't it? Uh, Yes, yes. Um, uh, What are the things that would you say are less good about it? The gameplay. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the controls, I, I found quite often I didn't know whether I was close enough to hit something or if I was too close and... Um, it's uh, got very stunted animation with the attacks as well. So. The thing with the attack, like when I was watching you guys play it last last time we recorded one, um, it looked like it had absolutely zero feedback when you were hitting things. Yeah, it just like like even in Zelda, um, like uh, Game Boy Zelda, you get like where you back, hit stuff, you? yeah, stuff gets knocked around, and it was it felt way better. Like on that one, it was just sort of very limp and not very solid. Yeah, and the enemy, the enemies don't, aren't very interesting looking, are they? Kind of, there's one that's like a stack of pancakes with maple syrup on. It, it, it is actually like a stack of pancakes oh, right. with maple syrup. Why is that? I'm not exactly because video sure. Games. Yeah, because I know, but it was like a real throwback to like um, it was a like leg, or Batman. It? Yeah, hmm? was it not supposed to be a like leg ripoff of uh, is it from Zelda? Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay, because they they um, if you get eaten by one of them, they they can eat your shield and stuff. <laughs> I'm just staring at you thinking you guys, what does that got to do with a stack of pancakes well it looks it's that kind of and the, thing. Oh, okay. the pancake does eat stuff in the in the rooms the pancake oh okay stuff. right I, yeah, was, they I were, was in one room and it ate all the bombs in, in Ocarina of Time <laughs> okay. they were fucking really annoying because like if they ate you they could eat your shield and you're just fu- fucked because you need to go buy a new shield that is shit yeah although we kind of like it as well yeah so why they're called like likes because you yeah. really like like them uh, no, you don't. No. But, um, can't but yeah, that's why I thought they were because they. I thought they. Yeah, you said they eat stuff, right? Yes. yes okay. I don't know why. I, like, put that connection together unless they are. No, no, they okay, no. They're fair enough. Um. So, but, but it's all like block puzzles and stuff like that, right? Yeah, pushing blocks around and making sure they land on pressure plates and things like that. So, and setting fire to things was quite. Oh yeah, like, even NPCs, which I quite like. Yes, and that that is to solve some of the puzzles as well. Not really? Because uh, when I realised I could set them on fire, I was just setting them on fire, and it was solving some of the puzzles. <laughs> it's, it's 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 you know it's kind of it's 
it's really attractive game, and and the writing's great. But yeah, the, the writing is really good. Yes, it, puzzles. Yeah, I get the feeling it was was it also coded by the writer? So Quite possibly. It doesn't look like it's been very well coded. Yeah, it does feel like it. The there's a lot of. I, I mean, I could I could knock up that basic engine pretty fast. Um, it, it yeah, it doesn't it's not a game that's gonna gonna win any any prizes for technical ability. No, except maybe at the IGF where they yes. don't know what that means. <laughs> Uh, except they have discontinued that award, so. Mm. Um, but, but, I mean, uh, so what out of ten? It's given out of ten. No, I'm not doing that. Oh. <laughs> I will then six. Yeah, go with that. Yeah. No, so I'm not going to do that, and then you go straight along with it. Just following orders. <laughs> uh, anyone played anything else? Uh, no. no. No, that's it, I suppose. So next month it's going to be all about the, you're going to tell us about Dark Souls 2, aren't you? Oh, I, I hope so. I hope I play it over and over again. Yeah, so your plan point. is basically to go up there to show off your game, but not show off your game, and instead queue up and play Dark Souls, Dark Souls 2, right? Yep, that's so, my plan. Sounds like a plan to me. Uh, I'll have loads, yeah, hopefully I'll have loads of stuff then. Yeah, and I'm going to Fantastic Arcade uh, in Austin, so hopefully there'll be some good stuff there. That'll be fun, there'll awesome. be some nice talks and that. And Dave, what are I'm, you going to I'm going to stay at home. Okay. I might do some work. That sounds a fun game. Make, make a game. <laughs> you can work on your your Pucky game. Yeah, yeah. That's Have it. you named it yet? It's Pucky, isn't it? it? It has a working title, shall we say? Of Pucky. Of Pucky, which will probably end up to be the, the actual a perfectly name. nice title. It's better than the the hockey game or whatever the fucking <laughs> thing was called. The <laughs> field hockey. The field hockey game. What's this? Oh, this is the field hockey game. <laughs> fucking stupid. Um, but uh, any games you're looking forward to playing at all? Anything coming out soon that we're going to play? Uh, I don't know, really. That would involve research. Yeah, no, I, I meant to make a list up of <laughs> stuff coming out. and then... The way I end up getting games usually is like, oh shit, that's out, I'm going to get that. And I just totally don't even realise it's been released sort of thing. Mm, fair enough. Generally, unless it's something I'm super excited for. Yeah, yeah, like, for instance, Dark Souls 2. Dark Souls, I'll be... Uh, it'll be like a kid before Christmas. I'm registering for the beta on the PS3. Yeah, I wish I had a PlayStation. But it's only two hours, apparently. Did you know? Yeah, but it's only maybe it's only two hours. But if you play it over and over and over again, then you get more hours out of it. No, no, no. As in, it's only a two-hour window that the beta runs in. They're running. Oh right, so they're doing. Yeah, they're running the beta twice just to check server load. This isn't about testing the game. Oh, oh, this is about gonna... testing server load. Do you get to PvP on it then? Well, I guess so, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, I wish I had a PlayStation. <laughs> but you're in total... I might tell tempted to buy a PS3 for for a potential two hours that I probably won't even get anyway. Yeah. Because you need to be selected for the beta thing. That, yeah, it's that's crazy. But... I'll wait till it comes out. I'm not that... I know. I, I, I'm almost tempted... The thing is, if you, if you don't play it, then you'll just hear about it from someone else. I.e. me. Mm. No, I won't. I won't. Well, I'll, go f- I'll play it... At- Eurogamer, so. Well, it's a different, it's a completely different area. Well, then I'll spoil that area for you then. <laughs> well, I've already seen the video. No, I want you to spoil it for me. Okay. You know, actually, yeah, I'd probably be like, tell me everything. I'm that trying happened. to go radio silent, but I can't because it looks so good. Yeah. I just want it. Uh, right. Okay. Well, then that's it, I guess, for this month. Cool. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, this is, uh, I see, hang on, let's see how long have we done. We've done, oh, do you know what? We've done over an hour somehow. Oh, stretch that shit that's out. Fine. Um, cool. See you next month. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. Cool. We'll be ever so naive. Mm.